This episode, we recap the Cardinals series, unfortunately. Preview the next one against Diamondbacks. I go over Ross moves. And talk yet again more on trade deadline rumors and stuff. Welcome back to another late night recording. Uh, almost 2 a.m. where I am. Yes. I'm 43. But. You're dying. I think you should be asleep. Yes. Yes, I am. But, like you said the other day, we have an obligation to fulfill. So, here we are. We do indeed. As sad as it may be. <laughs> yes. We have an obligation to fulfill. So, here we are again. To recap so, the four-game Cardinals series. That we should have split, but we didn't. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes. One of these games, only one of the games, was won convincingly. That's very close series. Uh, Anyway, four game Cardinal series in St. Louis. We're going to do this quickly because we don't want our health to decline. So, um, I also have a playoff game today, actually. Technically today. um, In the morning. So... Oh, wow. Yeah. That is why I have to get to sleep. So, game one, Cubs lose 8-3, to three, a complete shit fest. Um, I forget what happened. Baez what happened. Javier Baez, uh, oh, right. two errors. That was, was multiple terrible errors. timing. Yeah, it was. Mills was throwing a gem out there. Yeah, he's doing really well. Um, really been doing good in his last few starts. This game he had, let's see, six strikeouts and gave up five runs, but only one of them was earned. So people forget. Uh, people still underrate him and say he's not that good. When really he has been very good in his Cubs career. Yeah, and as of late, he's been really. Put up those strikeout numbers and world walks. It all yeah, started in that the game in Cincinnati that I went to where he had nine strikeouts and 5.2 innings. Didn't they lose that game? Yes, because Adam Morgan sucks. Oh, that's right. All right. So this was terrible timing, but also fantastic timing if you're into comedy because this was. This happened on the exact same day that that oh, boy. came out. That was like Javier Baez was still seeking $200 million contract. And then he made two errors or something. Yeah, I was going to be talking about that on... Uh, I can't remember what the show's called. I think it's called Carmen and Jerko or something. <laughs> no, but it's uh, ESPN 1000. Yeah. I think the hosts for that segment were they have multiple shows on. I think that one was called Carmen and Jerk. I like or how they, they hang up on you. Yeah, so if you guys listened to the last I was talking about I was going to call in to ESPN 1000 talk to them about the Baez 200 million thing. You know, Jesse Rogers is like Oh, call in tomorrow. We'll let you know how it is. I'm like, okay. So I do it. 
I do it. I call in. So, yeah, that's what I want, I said. Can I come on the show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also what do you want to talk about? I said, Baez, $200 million extension rumor thing. It was like, the guy on the phone, after I said that, he goes, hold on. And then he hangs up the phone and starts playing the show over the damn phone. And then later on Twitter, I called Jesse Rogers out. And he was like, oh, we didn't have time for calls this time. I can confirm. I was listening to ESPN 1000 at the time that this happened. I didn't hear you at all because you didn't never actually got on. Jesse Rogers went on, was asked one question by the host, and left. He was there for one minute. Yeah, so, so after... Like his whole reasoning about how, like, oh, we didn't have time. You weren't there for enough time, Jesse. <laughs> he was gone. Like that. It took him 30 seconds. He got on. They were like, so, Jesse, what do you think of the Blackhawks? And he was like, oh, well, I don't know what it was. Some random question. And he was like, yeah. And then they were like, all right, bye, Jesse. And he just left. Yeah. He's, he's eating breakfast. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is it's ridiculous because he's the one that literally told me to call in. So later on Twitter, I called him out for it. And let's see, what did he say? Uh, thank you. I think mean, you just said something about, oh, they didn't have time to do calls. But that was the only segment. Get that they, yeah, that was the only segment out of the entire day that they didn't do calls, and I wonder why. I wonder why, because you know we were heated in it on Twitter the night before. <laughs> so then I quoted that tweet and said, "Maybe you were just afraid I was going to tear you a new one." <laughs> I wonder if and then, Rogers actually called in. Or told whoever runs the show, like, we're not going to do calls today because there might be some random guy that insults me. I wonder if he did that. Because, like, it is the radio. I mean, they can take you off the air if you say, like, something mean or whatever, you know, offensive. But you're going to be on there for, like, ten seconds before they do that, so... I mean, I wonder if they were just being cautious. Yeah, so then the host of that show actually came in that thread later. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, it was like, what's going on? He was like, oh, yeah, there? I remember what you're talking about. And you were like, yeah. And then he just didn't say anything. So this, so after he said that, Jesse refers to me as this guy. <laughs> this guy? Yeah. It was this guy something about calling in and I told him we don't have time but Jesse Rogers is just a pussy yeah Jesse Rogers is just scared of chair of Sheriff Chafin yes Sheriff Chafin owns Jesse Rogers and he's never replied to me since so yeah he doesn't tend to do that <laughs> um anyway He's not really well-liked. No, he's not. Um, not. (laughs) I mean, he's a reliable source, but he's not not well-liked. So, the Cubs lose 
and that's it. Yeah, anyway, the Cubs lose the game 8-3. to three. So, I guess we talked more about Jesse Rogers and about the game there, but... Well, <laughs> this... I, I don't I don't care. I mean, we lost 8-3. Um, yeah. It wasn't... I don't think it was particularly close. Well, I think we got a run in the ninth, and after that, that was it, or something. Like, it was not... Not a close game. But the next night... Yeah, Wisdom hit a home. Oh, yes, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, now I remember Goldschmidt and uh, Dylan Carlson went back-to-back. I thought that was the last game. No, 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 that was the first game, I remember. Oh. Yeah. So... Go, moving on to game two now. Oh, uh, this is two. a great game because the Cardinal fans all day have been saying like, oh, we beat you 3-1 in the series. And it's like, hmm, well, that one loss was a very winnable game. Very, uh, you know, you could have swept us, but no, oh, you choked. So, um, Cubs anyway. still lead the season series, by the way. Yes, I think they're up 7-5. to five. Yeah, seven, five, or six, four. I, I'm not sure. Something like that. They're still ahead. Um, <clears throat> the Cubs actually don't play the Cardinals again until the final few weeks of September, which I predict won't really matter at all. Yeah. For either team. Yeah. Unless some miracle happens. But um, anyway, it'll be a very different Cubs team. Yeah. Uh, faces the Cardinals in that last week of September. So, moving on to game two. Oh, I actually um, do play them uh, uh, the week before that last series. Yeah, we play them a few times uh, at the end of September, which I'm sure the schedule makers thought, like, oh, this will be such a good matchup. It just wasn't. Because both teams suck. Um, Anyway, the Cardinals blew the lead tonight and lost to the Reds. Saw that. I know that's awesome. I I I love how like I'm not saying I love not being competitive because not being competitive is sad, but one of the luxuries of not being competitive is that if you see one of your divisional rivals who's ahead of you playing another team, and the opposing team you still don't like, you have absolutely no problem with being like, oh, I hope that. Our division rival, like, I hope they win. So, like, the Reds, who are ahead of the Cubs by a good margin, or, like, two games or whatever it is, won against the Cardinals tonight. I had no problem rooting against the Reds. It's not like I was cheering for the Cardinals or out of it. I'm not going to scoreboard watch and try to, you know, do all that. So, it's great. Okay. So, game two. Very nice game. Uh, at the beginning... For the first eight innings, it was not. Uh, this game was all Cardinals. I believe the Cubs got a run on an RBI ground out by Nico Horner. And yes, the second inning. That yeah. was the only I think they had the lead. Until... They had the lead one nothing, yeah. And then uh, it unraveled. Trevor Williams started this game, and he did about as well as you can do for someone that wasn't on the injured list too long ago and hasn't really pitched a whole lot since coming back. Um, so Trevor Williams did this. He started off really strongly. He started 
he started off really strongly and then kind of the wheels kind of fell off. So he ended up giving up, I think, four runs. Cardinals took a 4-1 to lead. There was, I think they scored three runs in the fourth inning or something. Um, and then, I don't know what happened. I think someone hit a home run. I think it was Edmund. Tommy Edmund hit a home run, yeah, and Sosa. <coughs> no, it wasn't Sosa. It was like... Rod- Rodon or something. Yeah, it was him. So Edmund and Rodon each went deep, and that made it a 6-1. to one. So, um, 6-1 Cardinals, and it remained that way until the top of the ninth inning. So, this is not looking <sighs> really good. And this is just so awesome. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, so, what ended up happening is that the Cardinals, assuming they had the game won, brought in uh, some random... The, uh, some random pitcher, not their closer, Alex Reyes is their closer, and they didn't bring him in. They brought in some, you know, B-team guy like that to get the last three outs. No big deal. Um, just, you have a five-run lead, get three outs before you allow five or six runs. This man did not do that. He... Patrick Wisdom was up first. He and honestly, out. it's not even his fault. No, it's not. Can't play man win. No, but he did have a hand in it. But yeah, um, Patrick Wisdom was up first, and this is the way the inning went. He struck out, but Yadier Fat Pants Molina, who has a fat <laughs> face and can't do anything right, blo- uh, failed to block the ball, uh, and is so slow getting to the screen that Patrick Wisdom just walked to first base. He actually crawled to first base. Like, the final 15 feet to the bag, Patrick Wisdom crawled on all fours to first base. But Yadier Molina is so slow and so lumbering that he just couldn't get there. So, Patrick Wisdom reached. In, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Patrick Wisdom reached on a drop third strike that uh, Yadier Molina could not handle. Um so Yadier Molina, Gold Glover, yeah, Gold Glover, Yadier Molina, who still thinks he's the best catcher in baseball, uh, with his 600 OPS, <laughs> um, couldn't handle it. I despise the guys. Uh, there's no one else. I know I've said this before on here. I know people didn't like Ryan Braun when he paid, when he played for the Brewers, and I didn't like him either. But there's no one else. I have. That's that is close to how much I despise Yadier Molina. It's just oh, not even close. It's not close. I just uh, hate him. So, Patrick Wisdom reaches. Then, uh, Nico Horner, I guess, reaches on an error by Paul DeYoung. I wrote it down as a single, but I don't think that's the way it went. Um. No, no, yeah, it was written down. It was a single in the official score. So Nico Horner singled the young threw, threw the ball away. So that put runners at uh, second and third because the ball, I think, went into like the dugout or something or the camera well. So second and third, nobody out. Then a walk. Uh, and then another walk to Sergio Alcantara. He checked his swing. He walks at 6 2. So 6 2. Another uh, walk. Is this when they bring in Reyes? Uh, Reyes. He walked Alcantara. Oh, okay. I think he... I'm trying to think if he... Uh, 
Yeah, so what's this guy's name? Garcia, he's the one that was starting to pitch Yang. He came out after he walked Marisnik. Then Reyes came in, walked Alcantara, and then walked Rizzo again to bring in another run. So right. he came in <coughs> and Alcantara. Added. Okay, so this is awesome because I thought he came in after the Alcantara walk, but it turns out that Alex Reyes was actually responsible. He didn't allow all these runners to reach base, but he was responsible for all of them scoring. So, he walks Alcantara, he walks Rizzo, so it's gone from a 6-1 to game, now uh, back-to-back bases loaded walks, it's now 6-3. The bases are still loaded, there is still nobody out until uh, Wilson Contreras struck out in between Alcantara and Rizzo. So yeah. there was, There's one out. So I was, I was pretty mad at that. Yeah, that was not fun because Contreras had that big home run against the Diamondbacks, and you were kind of thinking maybe he'd hit one out, uh, but it turned yeah, out I, he didn't need it. I was having flashbacks that I think it was or something where oh, he yeah. hit a ninth-inning home run on opening day, I think, at Bush. Yes, they lost that game 4-3 to three on the Dexter Fowler uh, sack fly walk-off, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so... Alcantara walks, Contreras strikes out, unfortunately, and if you're a Cub fan, when Contreras strikes out, you're kind of thinking like, okay, now the Cardinals kind of have a handle on the inning, and they're going to shut it down, and, you know, we got to run, but it's not enough. The Cardinals would not record an out for another um, one, two, three batters. <laughs> so... Um, what per, what proceeded to uh, happen was that Anthony Rizzo walked. That made it 6-3. Then Javier Baez came up. He singled in the center field on a ground ball. Two runners scored. That made it 6-5. to five. So now it's 6-5, and I think it's first and second, and there's only one out. So it's gone from being 6-1 to one to 6-5. to five. Yeah, it was on a 3-1-2. Yeah. So he almost had another walk there. Yeah, I mean... And Baez never walks. You knew he was. You knew Reyes didn't have any control. You know, um, Baez, he owns Reyes. Yes. Yeah. I remember back in the first series this year, he hit that two run homer off him in extras. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he he definitely owns Alex Reyes. Alex Reyes. Alex Reyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Baez singles, and the Cardinals can still win this game. Theoretically, because there's only there's one out, but it's first and second, so the double play is in order. And you have Ian Happ coming to the plate, who's been pretty terrible this year. Yeah, I was really scared he was just going to ground into a double play there. Yeah, he. I honestly thought he was going to like strike out or something. And then Hayward was after him, and Hayward, who's actually been doing better as of late, I actually had more confidence in Hayward than I did in Hap. When Hap came up, I was like, you know what? Why don't we just... like, Even if Hap gets out here, hopefully he doesn't ground out, at least we'll have Hayward up. But yeah. Uh, the Cardinals proceeded to do the exact opposite of what they should have done. They gave up a two-run single, or not a single, two-run double down the uh, right field line. Two runners scored... Um, 
Baez scoring all the way from first, Rizzo from second, and that made it seven to six. And the Cubs came all the way back, down six to one, and had the lead seven to six. And Craig Kimbrell, of course, came in in the in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning and shut him down one two three. To get his twenty second save of the season. Not over till the fat lady sings. Yeah, that is. Uh, I can't remember the last time they had come back that big in the ninth. I think it said that uh, the next time it happened was the nineteen seventies. Yeah. Um, they had that. This wasn't in the ninth thing, but I remember a couple years ago they had that like eight run comeback against the Braves. Yeah, that was one for the ages. That was in the eighth, but yeah, that was pretty exciting. They scored nine runs in that one inning. <laughs> Jeez, they were down by five, and then they scored nine runs with two outs. But anyway, don't want to get into that right now. Uh, the Cardinals blew this game. There is no other way to say it. I would like to say that the Cubs... I mean, the Cubs did clutch up and come back, but... This is, like, on the Cardinals. <laughs> Alex Reyes had been perfect to that point. It wasn't like he was yeah, that... they threw their <laughs> setup man or something in the ninth inning and the Cubs got lucky. The yeah. Cardinals just blew this game. So Reyes uh, set the record for most consecutive saves to start the career, something with 24. Yeah, 24 out of 24. <laughs> and then, like, two days later, just this happens. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have. You know, if many... you. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you ever looked at his stats, you'd see that what he was doing this year was really unsustainable. So this is really just the first yeah. time. He walks. He, up to that point, he had been getting saves, but he had also been walking like a ton of people. And that's exactly what happened in this inning. Because, like, knew that going in. And they took their walks, and it cost him dearly. Because, I, I mean, he only gave up. If you said he came in when Alcantara was at the plate, he only gave up two hits during his outing. That's pretty good. I mean, he came in when it was a four-run game, but he walked someone. He walked another guy, and that set him up for those two hits to be the big backbreakers. So, But, uh, yeah. This was a comeback for the ages, and the Cardinals completely blew this game. I'm not really sure how you blow a 6-1 lead in the ninth inning. I know the Cubs have probably done something similar to that before. We all remember Bryce Harper's Grand Slam in 2019. Oh, God. Cubs had like a four-run lead in that inning. Uh, But, man, (laughs) I mean, the Cubs had Derek Holland in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is Alex Reyes, who had been pretty perfect, who had been perfect for uh, up to that point. And like you said, it was unsustainable. But man, the Cardinals just choked this game away. And I've got people still in my mentions telling me that Alex Reyes is better than Craig Kimball. No way. For some reason. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. This idiot, Jay Walk 3114. Well, it's it's funny because even though the Cubs lose the series, it's funny because they make fun of Kimbrel because of what happens the next night. But then it's like, your closer blew a, what was it, a five-run lead? Yeah. 
That's oh, man. that guy. That guy is top two worst Carlos fan. Top two well, or top I think three. He's a bit of a troll. But yeah, um, uh, he's on my page all the time. Yes, yeah, all the time. So the uh, Cardinals blow this game. Cubs win seven to six. They even up the series with one game apiece, and um, it's looking good. And then the next night is a heartbreaking loss in extras. Um, game three, the Cubs lose three to two. Uh, one run game. Uh, the way this game happened, there wasn't a whole lot of offense. This was arguably the best matchup of the series because you had Hendricks. Not uh, yeah, Hendricks against Wainwright. Two pitchers that absolutely kill the opposing team. The Cubs have no success against Wainwright. The Cardinals have no success against Hendricks, historically speaking. But the uh, Cardinals went up two to one, uh, off of Hendricks in the, uh, well, not off of Hendricks, but the they took a two they took a two to one lead in the seventh inning. They were inherited, yeah, Hendricks. But I think. Was it Brothers or Morgan that gave him up? Or maybe Winkler? I, I don't know. It, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Brothers. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, he's got that great fastball and just terrible. So, the Cubs had the, the Cubs had a lead. They had a one nothing lead in this game for a long time. Um... Let's see, how did they how did they get that run? I didn't write it down in my caption. I was too upset. Uh Ortega hit a triple. Oh that's right, yeah. Okay. Ortega so Rafael Ortega, who has been actually pretty good as of late, I think he's hitting over four hundred in his last seven games or so. He hit a triple, Cubs went up one nothing, and that was all that they needed for uh around seven innings. I actually predicted the Cubs to win one nothing. On uh, Cubs win's story, I commented that I thought the Cubs were going to win this game one nothing because of who was pitching for both teams and how each team had been doing offensively as of late. So uh, my prediction was spot on until the seventh inning. The Cardinals took a 2-1 to lead. I think they had three consecutive doubles. It's like a double, double, uh, and a double. Yeah. So... They took a 2-1 to one lead. Uh, Dylan Carlson had a huge game for some reason. Yeah, yeah. the next game as well. Yeah, uh, he was on fire pretty much this whole series. Uh, so, Cardinals went up 2-1 to one in the seventh inning and didn't look good till, uh, in the ninth inning. Uh, they brought in Giovanni Gallegos who had come in the uh, previous night, he had relieved Alex their, Reyes. After their game. real best reliever. Yeah, their real best reliever. Gallegos is no joke. He's very good. Um, so he had, he had relieved Alex Reyes in the ninth inning after Reyes had blown the, the save the previous night in game two. And I think he had gotten Jason Hayward to ground out or something or fly out. I don't know. Um so Gallegos came in, got the first two outs. Uh, Nico, he had Nico Horner, I think, down to his last strike or something. or down to, He had the Cubs down to their last out collectively. Then he hit Nico Horner. Um, and then 
So Horan went first, and then Eric Sogard came up. Okay, so Eric Sogard is coming up to the plate here. And, and everyone's I, turning uh, off their TV and radio. <laughs> I, I yelled at my TV for one. Yeah. Went on Twitter and yelled there too. I yelled, on why is I it typed in all caps with spaces? Why is Sogard? Yeah, I was, I was, I was. Let's see, I wanted it to be Chirinos. I was fuming. Oh my God. <laughs> SpongeBob. I was spontaneously playing. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah, I was not happy either, and most of the reason I was unhappy was because Chris Bryant. Who had had who had left the game? He had left game two, the game that the Cubs rallied back and won. Um, he had left game two with quote unquote hamstring fatigue. Everyone thought he had never been traded, even though he wasn't. I've never heard of that either. There've been a few injuries this year that I've never heard of. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of some of them, but hamstring fatigue just fatigue just means you're really tired. Yeah. Does that does that mean that his leg was tired? Was his hamstring itself tired? Like, really? I mean, did you really need to come out for? Who knows? Maybe they have like orders from the, you know, the the powers to the front office people to keep him bubble wrapped at the first time of trouble because they're trying to trade him. I don't know, but Chris Bryant was out uh, in game two. He came out. Everyone thought he got traded, and then it was revealed that he was not traded. Um, he was said to be available off the bench. He could be available off the bench in game three, and he didn't come up in the ninth. So that's what I was upset about. So everyone thought the game was over. I thought he was. I, I think. Uh, let's see what game this is. This is game three, right? Yes, this is game three. I think this is the one he wasn't available in because. Well, came in the next game. I mean, you know, you like you said, you have Chirinos right there. Yeah, that's he I want Chirinos. And... Yeah, I mean, Chirinos has hit the ball pretty hard. He was signed, I think, only a few weeks ago. He's hit the ball pretty hard every time he's come up. So mm-hmm. why not him? But it worked out surprisingly. Uh, Sogard tied the game with a little. Uh, he was a two-one count, and Sogard came up and kind of—he didn't drill it into the gap, but he just kind of blooped it in between uh, Carlson and whoever whoever plays right field for the Cardinals. Is it Carlson in right? Yeah, Bader. Okay. And Carlson and Bader. So he blooped it in between them, and Nico came all the way around. He's got blazing speed. He came all the way—he came all the way around and tied the game. Uh, Cardinals blew. The save for the second consecutive night, and the Cubs almost took the lead. This yeah, was a Sogard, uh, unfortunate. Hit it in the gap, and my jaw dropped to the floor. I couldn't yeah. believe my eyes. I was yelling. I couldn't. There were no words I had. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, according to Jesse Rogers, who's already talked about on here that was Eric Sogard's 10th uh, hit as a pinch batter this season and he leads the majors in that category so that's shocking I guess pinch hitter Sogard is a lot better than regular Sogard yeah 
Would have been nice to have that in Milwaukee a few times, a few weeks back. <laughs> but no, uh, that's past history. Anyway, Eric Stogard somehow, some way, ties the game. Uh, off their, like off their best reliever too, Diagos. I know it's that's unbelievable. The, that's the weirdest part of this whole thing. Eric Sogard, who can't hit the broadside of a barn, who has a WRC plus below one hundred, comes. I think up, it's at like sixty two. It's like sixty. It's like it's something like that. It's like and he comes up and just doubles into the gap. Wasn't even that hard hit either. I think he was like in the eighties, the exit velocity, and ties the game. So. Cubs almost take the lead, too. They end up loading the bases on two hit-by-pitches. Um, they load the bases with two outs, and then Anthony Rizzo comes up, and he hits a line drive right at the second baseman, Tommy Edmond, who bobbles the ball. And Rizzo would have been safe if he had been literally anyone else. But, uh, no. Rizzo is <laughs> slow and fat. I love Rizzo, but he is not fast at all. And... If, As a result, the uh, Cardinals end up getting out of the uh, top of the ninth. Um, bottom of the ninth comes in. Keegan Thompson is on the mound for some strange reason. He gets the first two outs. Then he puts two men on. Kimbrell comes in, uh, gets the last out of the ninth, go to the tenth, and then some bullshit. Because... Very much uh, bullshit. Because... Anthony Rizzo, because he made the last out, to remind you all of how this rule works, Anthony Rizzo made the last out in the top of the ninth inning. So going into the tenth inning, Rizzo was going to be the scheduled runner at second base. And Rizzo is not fast in the first place. But you weren't going to take him out because you could need him later on in the game because if you don't score and you go like into the eleventh or something, you need his power and all that. Um, so they weren't going to take him out, so they left him in. So Rizzo's at second, Baez leads off the inning, and he lines one in a right field for a base hit. That moves Rizzo to third, so it's first and third with nobody out. So a fly ball with any depth to it is going to give the Cubs a 3-2 lead. You almost feel like it's inevitable that the Cubs are going to take the lead here, and they might win the game. They don't. Because Ian Happ, the hero from Game 2, comes up, he swings the first pitch, something he probably should not have done. He hits it to, I believe, the shortstop DeYoung, who goes to Tommy Edmond at second base. Edmond tags second, routinely, uh, and is about to throw over to first when he sees that Rizzo, for whatever reason, who uh, Rizzo had already broken for home plate, and then when Rizzo saw that Edmund, I guess, saw him, he turned around and tried to go back to third. So Edmund <laughs> comes off second, gets Rizzo in a pickle. Ian Happ smartly advances to uh, second base during this said pickle. But Rizzo gets tagged out. So it's a double play. And just, what the fuck? <laughs> If he would have ran on contact, he probably would have made it at home. Probably. I mean, DeYoung wasn't really in a spot to throw home. And he might have caught DeYoung off guard or whatever. And I mean, Molina would have had to tag him. and it would, The throw would have had to been perfect. I know Rizzo isn't fast, but it's only like 80 feet once you lead off from the base. So I just, I don't know how we didn't score. 
Also, why is Hap swinging? Why is Hap swinging at the first pitch? Right. If he hits a fly ball with any depth to it, he ties the game. That's just I'm speechless. Still speechless about that. That's terrible. Um. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this. So they don't get the run they should have had there anyway. Yeah, I mean, if that, like, let's say that Rizzo, let's go all the way back to the ninth inning. Let's say Rizzo isn't the one up. Let's say it's like Nico Horner. And he comes up and, you know, hits the same ball right at Edmund. Edmund gets it. Maybe Horner doesn't beat out. He's out in the top of the ninth. Game proceeds as usual. Horner probably scores on that base hit in the right by, by Baez. But because Rizzo is so slow, he doesn't score. <laughs> So Rizzo's speed and his base running really cost us in this game. This makes even more mad because he bobbled the damn ball. How, how do you not beat out the throw when someone bobbles it? Like, seriously. He's, he's slow. It's a known fact. Rizzo has never been fast. Never. Um, Anthony Rizzo has never been fast. That has never been something he has been good at. I don't know how Anthony Rizzo has a triple that has a triple this year, but he does. Um, oh, it was uh, when was that? I think it was, it was against the Phillies. It was when they snapped oh, yeah, the eleven-game losing streak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Cubs don't get that run that they should have gotten, and therefore Craig Kimbrell must work a tenth inning perfectly with the runner on second. And the Cardinals get a man on. Kimbrel gets an out. And 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 I just can't bring myself to do the ending. So why don't you just say it? Because I just can't. Do? Yes, you have to. Because if I do, I'll probably destroy the TV. I'm still upset about this. Go ahead, please. Well, if... You didn't know already. <sighs> Not saying his name, but he hit a walk-off ground rule double. Little fly ball down the uh, right field line that Patrick Wisdom, who's in the outfield yeah. for whatever reason, doesn't get to. <laughs> Patrick Wisdom is playing Why is right Patrick field. Wisdom in right field. If Hayward's out there, that might have been caught because even Wisdom. Oh, if Hayward's is... out there, that ball's like caught and no one tags. I mean, maybe someone tags, but that's not a hit. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. That's. God, I hate the dude. I I don't see why anyone likes him. Some Cardinal fans don't even like him. Yeah, especially now. I know, because he, he blew the game in game two, and, you know, then they get to the walk-off, and it sucks. And If it had been uh, anyone else, so I don't think very it's happy. redeemable, though. Well, if, if, I, if it had been anyone else, I would have been fine. Like, even if it had been Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt, I would have been like, well, damn it. And I, I wouldn't, been, and I would have uh, been frustrated. I was. I also would have been mad if it was like Carpenter. If it had been Carpenter, I would have been fine. I would have been like, ah, that Carpenter. 
like the Damn top it. three players I wouldn't want. Yeah, like if it walked had, off. Like, I kid you not. Them. If it had been anybody else, anyone, anyone else, I would have been fine. Like fine, even if it had been a pitcher. Like if the pitcher had come up and gotten the walk. Well, I don't. I don't know about being fine with that, but I. No, I would. I know not being fine, but I wouldn't have been as upset as I was. Yeah. I was pissed. I was not happy that it was him of all people, the least deserving person on that team that shouldn't even have a job. No, he shouldn't. He like he doesn't deserve anything that he has. He's just a big jerk. That has no class. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just salty because Molina's a Hall of Famer. I can pull up many examples of Yadier Molina having no class, guys. Lower career war than Jason Kendall, by the way. I mean, for all the... And uh, even, what's it say, Russell Martin had a better career than Molina. Yes. I mean, for all the praise he gets from the national media and from Cardinal fans and from his teammates. He's just, he's not a great person. Like, when things go his way, yeah, oh, you know, he's all stoic and, you know, he's he's happy and everyone else is happy and, you know, it's just normal baseball. When one thing doesn't go his way, he throws a huge tantrum on anything. I'll go back to the whole gold glove situation from last year. Contreras who's not American, gets nominated for a gold glove, uh, had a very good 2020 season behind the plate. Molina takes to Instagram and says, congratulations to all the uh, catchers who were nominated for the gold glove award this year. And then, after saying that, he proceeds to go on a rant about how the Baseball Writers of America didn't vote him to be nominated for the gold glove for the catching position because they didn't want him to reach Johnny Bench, who has 10 gold gloves. That is why. And, and, uh, and, he, and also, he said that they were racist. Yeah. Because he said that they were racist, and I think yeah, I forget who the other nominees were, but it was almost... Stallings, Contreras... It was almost a direct shot at Contreras, though, because I think the other two were American... So it was almost a direct shot at Contreras, too, because it was like, it was almost like he was saying, like, how the hell is this guy better than me? When he was, by a terrific margin. It's just, oh my god, just, ugh. Just yuck. So despicable human. It just kind of oozes, like, arrogance. Yeah. Just like Ryan Braun. Although Ryan Braun never said, or did anything like that. He took steroids, which is terrible too. But Ryan Braun never took to Instagram and was like, how the heck does Anthony Rizzo have a gold glove and not me? I'm upset about it. That's just being a baby. Just. It's just I cannot stand him. I love it when he fails. I was so happy when he let that ball go by him in the ninth inning of game two because he blew that game. Like, he was part of that. If Wisdom strikes out there, there's one out already. And then, you know, maybe things don't go the way that they ended up going. And that earlier in the year, that homer in the seventh inning he hit and got the curtain call off of is stupid as well. Yeah, curtain call. Curtain call. 
Yeah, in the seventh inning. In the seventh inning. They won it, but, you know, there's still three, two inning, two or three innings that the yes. other team has a chance to win the game. They can and score we, ten we runs. we won the game. We won that game. Or, no, we didn't win the game. We won the series. Yeah. I mean, the next night, Javier Baez hit a home run. It's just, I don't really understand him. He seems very selfish. He is. I mean, it almost seems like everything that the that he's praised for, it just kind of seems like a mask. There's just these little bits and pieces that have come together over the years. I remember before 2018, Contreras said, I'm going to be better than, I'm going to be the best catcher in baseball this year. And he said, that's my goal. And then Molina was on social media again saying he had a picture of him and Buster Posey at the 2014. This is 2018, by the way. This is four years after 2014 or either of Molina and and, uh, Posey's primes. He had a picture of him and Posey at the 2014 All-Star Game with their Gold Glove Awards. And the caption was something (laughs) like, respect the duo you know, keep your mouth shut. And, two and years fine. before he even debuted. That was four years. It was like that was four years before Contreras said that. Two years before Contreras was even in the league. Like what? I just he, I could go on and on, but he just seems nah, very. When he said something selfish. about, I think he called Bryant trash a few, like last yeah, year or something. I can't yeah, remember. I, when Bryant said that St. Louis was boring. Molina came back two years later and was like, that's a trash comment. And I think Bryant just laughed it off or something. It's just, he's just weird. Just a weird person. Ugh. It's just not the best. So, no. It was Tucker Barnhart and Jacob Stalin, so it was a direct punch at Wilson Contreras. <laughs> For the gold glove in 20. So moving on to game. They don't want him to catch up four. to Johnny well, yeah, The one, Johnny Bench, up. has always been better, always will be better. Yeah. So I don't even know how you could compare the two. It's, he is so self absorbed, it's not even funny. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. No sportsmanship at all. So game four. This game was wow, terrible. not even come with the series yet. Yeah. Uh, game four, we'll go through this really quickly. Cubs lose this game 3-2. to two. Alzale gets off to a pretty bad start. He gives up a home run to Dylan Carlson in the bottom of the first. Two-run homer to Nolan Arenado in the third. And then uh, Cubs Bruises. get two runs on a Jake Marisnik two-run double in the fourth. And that is it. Cardinals close them out the rest of the way. Elzele ends up striking out eight people, but it doesn't matter because the Cubs don't have enough run support. So they lose the series. So, yeah. Yeah, Elzele gets the quality. You know, it was a good game. Give up that leadoff home run and then a two-run homer later. But all in all, still had a pretty good game. Eight strikeouts. He just couldn't get any runs behind him, which seems to be the case the entire year. He'll give up about three runs, and the Cubs just won't score. They refuse to. Kind of reminds me of uh, DeGrom on the Mets. Yeah. 
Anyways, Cubs lose the series 3-1. to one. Would have been a sweep, Cardinal fans, had your closer not completely sucked ass. <laughs> yeah, Jake Morris I'm gonna remember his that best Javi Baez impression at the end of the game. Yes. Uh, swinging out of his shoes. Right? Isn't that what he did? Yeah, uh, let's, that was that was a bias pitch to swing at. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, Which is a shame because he was the only source of offense that game. I know, I know. It really is too bad, but... Um, anyway, Cubs lose the series. Not fun. Yeah, and Cardinals fans are acting like they just won the World Series, even the though Cardinal fans, won, I uh, think we swept them. As well. Don't forget. Well, I think the funniest part of these, I think the funniest part of this whole series is that, like usual, we both sides do this. Um, for those of you that know how, well, any rivalry, people do this. They talk trash after they beat the other team. Normal. I think it's just funny because the Cardinal fans do what they always do. They come to the Cubs fan pages and DMs and talk about, oh, you know, ridiculous. the Cubs suck and all that and, like, you know, all that stuff goes down. We do the same thing. I don't DM people, but I do, you know, do I, we do a fair bit of trolling um, on the Cardinal pages. It's all good and fun. But the difference here is that neither team is going anywhere. It's yeah. like both of our teams suck, guys. And there was a Cardinals fan in the comments that was talking trash about us, and he was like, Oh, you guys aren't going anywhere now. We're trying to contend. No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. You're, you're under 500. I know. I think they're like, like one game under 500 or something. I mean, maybe don't. 100, 100 games into the year. You're not going to be unless you win 30 in a row. <laughs> I mean, maybe before you talk trash about the Cubs, who are clearly entering some sort of retool slash rebuild phase, Maybe don't be constantly mediocre with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Maybe don't be just ob- obesely mediocre. Just... Yeah, don't do what we did. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of like us from 2019 onward. But they didn't have any of the 2015-18 stuff where they won 90 games a year. So, ugh. It's just, I want them to understand that, like, they always say, like, oh, the Cubs are shit, the Cubs are shit, the Cubs are shit. And, I mean, both teams suck, guys. We're, both of us aren't anywhere near first place. This was a this was a battle between a third and fourth place team. Just because we were on ESPN together does not mean that we are contenders. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. The Baltimore Orioles paced off against the Rays on ESPN. Did were they contenders? No, they're not. So, I I don't know. Cardinal fan logic, pretty bad once again. <laughs> As always. As always. Yeah. Anyway. So right. news. Um. Are you gonna go on to this Diamondbacks? Oh yeah, right. We have to uh, re- uh we have to predict the Diamondbacks series. I predict someone gets traded this series. Yeah, I got. I I have. A, I had a feeling uh, something was going to happen today because the lineups were released pretty late. 
for the Cubs at least. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to happen today, but I got a feeling that it's going to happen within this series or the next one because I don't think they send anyone away while they're playing on the road. I, don't know, I just have. I don't know. Yeah. You always want them to get that last appearance at Wrigley. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I'm thinking, like, maybe some deals have been done. This is kind of just like, I'm just putting this out there. Maybe deals are done, and Hoyer just wants them to have, like, a goodbye tour at Wrigley, I guess. They had a great game today. Baez, Rizzo, and Brian all had great games today, and I thought that was kind of a poetry in the universe, as they say. Like, all three of them, like, Baez hit a three-run homer today. We won't discuss this in depth until the next episode, but Baez hit a three-run homer today. Um, and they're... With Bryant and Rizzo. With, with Bryant and Rizzo on base. And when he came home, he high-fived both of them, of course. And they were all together at home plate during, like, this great moment. And I just thought, like, I saw an image of that on Twitter or something. And yeah, I, just I thought, saw the like, picture. I just, I just thought to myself, like, that seems a little, like, that's like something you see at the end of a book, where it's, like, the end. And it just shows an image of, like, happy people. That's just, sad. it's just, like, you know, the sun was shining at Wrigley, and, like, the fans were standing and cheering, and, like, there they were. The three of them just high-fiving each other during this great moment. When both of them had gotten on base, I think Bryant walked or something, and I think Rizzo maybe got a hit, or another walk, and I mean, yeah, so I just thought it was a little poetry in the universe, we'll see what happens, maybe they stick around tomorrow, or today, or whatever and, who knows who knows, but I just thought that was interesting how that that moment was right there in the first inning, that was something yeah, I saw that picture too, It's, it's pretty sad pretty sad picture it almost felt like it was like it really did feel like that was like the last page of the book like that was it and that was the way it should end but it didn't uh no one was traded today um yeah i predict that the uh, cubs win eight to three in game one of the diamondback series prediction i'll pick the same score as you i like that one a lot yeah it seems solid not sure what leads me to believe that they will win by that much, but whatever. Who knows? Maybe freaking someone's going to get a. I'll put this out there. Maybe someone will get a three inning save. How's that sound? Yeah, it's just. Crazy. Perhaps. All right, game All right. two. Who's pitching? Who's pitching in this one? Mills and Kelly. Interesting. I think the Cubs will win this game five to one. Five to one. Yeah. Okay, I'll say that Cubs win it two. All right. All right. I like that. Close game, but the Cubs win. I'll take it. In the last game here, Caleb Smith. And Trevor Williams. Hmm. Well, Trevor Williams isn't great, but 
I don't think he's bad enough to lose to the Diamondbacks. I think our offense. I don't think will do. I think our offense will pick us up if we're down. Early. Especially because we match left-handed pitching. Yeah, that's something we've really done well this year after struggling last year. Um, I think the Cubs win this game three to two. Three to two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cubs win. Seven to three. All right. All right. So, do we each have a sweep, or is it a four game set? Yeah, it's three games. All right. So, we each have the Cubs sweeping. Uh, good. So, that would put the Cubs, I think, at 500. Uh, let's. Yep. Three below entering the series. Yep, yep. So, yeah. All right. So, moving on to the uh, news. Matt Duffy is back, and Eric Silgard has been designated for assignment, which can sound very joyous, but they have to uh, not clear waivers, guys. <laughs> the day has finally come. Yes. But, you know, at least but he, he could ended come it. back. <laughs> Please don't. Well, I mean, think about it. Cubs are trying to trade people, right? If they trade Chris Bryant or something, or I mean, they're going to need an extra infielder because Bryant can play the infield, so they'll be a little thin. So I'm just saying, like I bring up Alcantara, maybe, but I mean, it took them this long to DFA Silgard, so I don't have much. But that's not well, important. If he is, if he is gone, at least he ended it on a good note. That's true. One of the very few good notes he actually had. Yeah. He hit one home run for us. Uh, it was off Shane Bieber somehow. Some way we lost that game, but whatever. Um. Anyway, hopefully he gets his. My biggest gripe with him was his anti-vax stuff. Just get the fucking, just get the fucking vaccine, guys! Please, please get it, please. If you don't, or else. I'm sorry for you. Oh, Megal, him up, right? And Sentinel Contra, which uh, I think Silgard should have gone before him, but you know, I guess he did get that hit. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Sergio's been kind of up and down this year. We'll see what he has to offer after maybe some of the big guys are gone. Maybe he'll find a home on the roster permanently till the end of the year. Yeah, if one of the guys gets traded, he probably would be up playing every day, I assume. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, activated Maples and optioned Ryan. Ryan is very bad. Yes, Kyle anyway. Ryan is very bad. I don't really know why he's still here. Uh, he did good in 2019, but he just... How many options does he have left? Uh, I feel like he's been optioned five times. Oh, I think he'd have at most one. 
at most one. Yeah, I mean, it really seems like he's been up and down a lot. Yeah, he has been. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, if there's nothing else, I believe that would. Okay. Well, like I said last time, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Like I said last time, this could be, uh, you never know when these guys are going to get traded. Nelson Cruz got traded to the Rays the other day, and no one saw that coming. There were rumors, yes, that the Rays could have interest in Nelson Cruz, but the you know, they were mentioned along a list of other teams, such as the White Sox and the Athletics. And then all of a sudden, boom, deal was done. And he was gone. And he had a home run today. So, just, I mean, tomorrow could be our last day with some of these guys. So let's just, if, you have, if you're near a radio and the game is on, if you're, near the, if you're near the TV and the game is on, if you have a chance to watch these guys in person... Go see him before July 30th because that could be the last time you see him in the Cubs uniform. So just keep that in mind when the game is going on because it could end during the game. could end during the game. They could be up to bat one inning, hit a home run, get high fives, and then boom, it's gone. Yeah, I got um, – I do have a feeling – would, if four of them homers, they just get traded on the spot right after that. And, um, I'm going to make myself cry. So we should probably end this. Yeah. <laughs> Tears we'll will be involved. We're going to have a whole episode of us just crying. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see. It's Today's the 24th. Currently the 24th. So We're let's getting see. down to the wire. Down to one week left until the trade deadline. One week. Yes. Possible last week. Cubs score. We'll see. We'll see. There's rumors that the Cubs could keep Bryant and Rizzo, but if they don't, it's it's uh, too much suspense going on. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I wish they would just do it. I wish. I wish. What I wish would happen is that I go to bed too late for this to happen, but I wish I could just wake up to it. Like just wake up and be like, Okay, it's done. Like I don't want I don't want to have that in the middle of my day. That would well, wouldn't that ruin your day though? No, I do no, it wouldn't. I mean I guess it would, but like then I then I almost feel like like if you woke up, let's say you woke up to the U Darvish trade, remember how long that trade took? For the details to come out. Remember how painful that was waiting? Like that was bad. And then originally people were disappointed. And a lot of people still are. But I've changed my uh, opinion on the trade since then. If you had just woken up. When all the details were done. You knew exactly what you got. Everyone had already reacted to it. That would be nice. Because then it would be like okay it happened. How sad. But you wouldn't be experiencing it. You would just, like, see it happen. Like, you would see it after it had already happened. So, yeah. I mean, I wish I could just wake up to it. Or I wish I could go somewhere, come back, and it's like, oh, okay, it happened. 
I just I don't want to have it happen in like the middle of my day. I'm just going along and I see a notification pop up. That would Unfortunately, I don't control that. I wish I did, but yeah. Uh so I have a feeling that we're gonna see someone traded at some point in the next few days. So let's brace ourselves. Yeah, be prepared. Be prepared for anything. No one thought they were going to trade Jock. Um, yeah, be prepared for them to get traded or be prepared for them to not be traded. We we literally don't know what's going to happen. It's, we think we do. Yeah, we think and we do. Who knows? We didn't. We yeah. think we knew that Could end up we were no just going to keep Jockey. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Yep, that ends the late night episode. It's almost 3 a.m. now. Yeah, because Wynn's microphone is malfunctioning, so probably uh, wrap it up. Oh, it sounds like... It sounds like they're on a walkie-talkie. Okay. Well, I guess I just end it. You know our socials. Yes. We'll see you back here in a few days.